Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name's Emily. And my name's Jim, all the way up here in Canada land. And Andrew is not here. So He's, sad. He is at a um, a group meeting <laughs> revolving around his um, church, I believe. I don't think that's true. Is he uni- he's united? You know what? United is the most relaxed, other than being a Quaker, United is the single most um, relaxed religion you could ever be a part of. Like I, I respect that Andrew is a uh, is a United uh, member. If if he was Catholic, like I was raised, I, I, we'd have more we'd have more questions. We'd be talking about how he uses his jazz master and the Catholic chorus on a Sunday morning. <laughs> They're like, Jesus, the Lord. Okay. Sorry. 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 Oh gosh. You're letting your Canadian out of the bag there. Oh, because I said, sorry. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And the way Canadians say sorry is so charming. Do you find that we say sorry in a, uh, in a, um, in a way that we're sorry that we're actually saying sorry. <laughs> That's what I find. Like as a Canadian, as a Canadian, I don't really identify very nationally because I think we're we're every bit a disgusting country that America or other countries are. We're terrible to our indigenous people. We could just have a podcast about how terrible Canadians are doing. Do you find my voice just got better? I just put an 1176 compressor on my voice, and I think it's sounding a little, it's sounding even better. I'm having a lot of fun <laughs> because I'm like a recording person, and I've never yeah. I've never done a podcast. And now yeah. um, I get to use like this really nice microphone, this really nice preamp and compressor, and I get to send it all to Seattle. Yes, live in real time, getting sent to me over the interwebs. That's right. Um, Seattle, so, home of the posies. Do you like them? Yeah, I do. I saw the posies with um, Big Star once. I think it might have been the last Big Star oh, show. Yeah. I've, in 1994, 1992, they put out a record called Frosting on the Beater that I absolutely adored. And then, um, well, I didn't listen to it much after that, but I must have listened to this song called Solar Sister, which you'll now go, because this is what you do when you you'll enter music into the podcast right now. Mm-hmm. So now you'll put some music in the podcast. You'll be a <laughs> yeah. Yes. Don't you think I made? Don't you think I made for podcasting? Yeah, I think you're doing a great job so far, Jim. Oh, I think you're never. You're not going to have a guest this good this week. <laughs> It's like saying I'm I'm my mother's favorite daughter. Do you think Andrew wants to know or doesn't want to know that I uh, smoked marijuana before starting this podcast because I wanted to be loose? <laughs> I had a, a gin and tonic, and now I have Crown Royal. So I, you know, he he doesn't like the the marijuana. Well, is he I against? Kind of, is he against, against it philosophically? It. No, he's no, okay. he just finds it less enjoyable than like mm. a nice beer. Fair enough. Oh, my no, husband no. just got home. Oh, what's your husband's name? His name is Rick. Rick. And what does Rick do for a living? Uh, Rick does something loosely involved in the technology world. Like, is he a 
Did you guys just turn on your dishwasher or something? There was a big noise there for a sec. Yeah, that's the garage door opening and oh. closing. Oh, are you in the garage? No, I am upstairs. Uh, it's a it's it's a pretty cheaply made townhouse that I live in, Jim. Okay. Yeah, I live in a house yeah. that doesn't have a garage. It doesn't have any things connected to it. But I'm you in don't my have a garage in Canada. No, we don't have garages because the snow will crush them. No, uh, I I have a separate studio building that I'm in. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why I have an NPR voice like Terry Gross. Uh, Is that right um, the fixed hinge? Yeah, how about you tell people who you are, Jim? Oh, I am a <clears throat> I'm a musician, and uh, I also make records, and I have a studio in my backyard, which I built with a shed permit in Ottawa, Canada. And you have to, um, it was the largest building I could build without getting some kind of, uh, amendment and getting this weird permit that would have cost me like $2,000 Canadian, which is about $1,640 American. And, uh, so I make records up here and I, I make my own music and sing and play and tour and, uh, mostly in Canada sometimes in Europe, never in America for some reason. I never, I opened two tours in America and I never got any other shows after that, which might have something to do with what I, how my music does not connect to to Americans or something. I don't know. Maybe I'm more of a Commonwealth performer. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I have no answers. I like your music and I'm in America. Mm. And we both played... We both have white jazz masters. We do. I love. Oh my mine. god! I can't. I can't wait till I tell you the story of how I turned a Squire J. Mascus jazz master into a completely custom jazz master, one part at a time. Nice. Yes, I remember you talking about this. Isn't like that what we want to talk about? about? Isn't that what we want to talk about? That would be a good thing to talk about, don't you think? Um, well, if you, if you don't a... want to talk, if you don't want to talk about cats. Oh, we will talk about cats, but isn't get offset means we talk about offset guitars? It means we talk about all manner of guitar-related endeavors. Mm. Some of them are music industry endeavors. We like to hit uh, social issues, uh, talk about uh, sexism in the industry, about mental health, about all kinds kinds of fun and exciting things. that just we we feel uh, strongly about the the name's kind of a pun, in a way about like offsetting the status quo of gear culture, but also it's a Prince reference and also it references uh, guitars that are offset. Oh yeah, it's I like all of this stuff. I can tell you about um there you know how there's Facebook gear pages and all that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys probably have those in Seattle. Like the swap and, and trades? Um, well, or like uh, like there's a there's a series of of um recording pages up here called All Buttons In, which is a setting on 1176 where you're all you push all the all the ratios in at the same time and then it's this crazy distorted compressor. And it's I think it's something that somebody discovered by accident. As that, all the best um, things are discovered that way. Yeah. So it's one of these things discovered by accident. And then, so they're called that. So then um, there was a really good, uh, 
there was a really good a post by an American an American female musician about her experiences with uh, you know gear gear and gear pages and going to music stores and stuff like that and and I and I put it up there and thought that you know I think we should all read this this is all about you know the kind of stuff and then all these people were just like they just went crazy all these like kind of white male guy guys mm-hmm. and then I was just having so much fun I was just like mocking <laughs> them and uh and then there were so many comments there was like 150 comments in 2 hours whoa and um and he uh they shut the comments down people left the page they people were the sending me mocking messages and stuff like that yikes yeah capital uh, you know yikes we, you know what we should talk about cuz seattle probably um will get an nba team i hope again right or do they have one still we do not they lost we, it. I, we know we have a wnba team and it's wonderful but uh, mm. that you actually just reminded me of something um people who listened to last week's episode might be expecting a different episode this week. Last week we released uh, part one of a two-parter about online harassment and trolling. And since Andrew and I were just unable to find a collective time to record this past week, uh, I I asked you to be on the show and then Andrew and I will do the troll thing, harassment thing again next week. So your post about uh, in that gear group reminded me of that because that's basically, basically it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and then all these, it was all this, all the, the shit hit the fan. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I can find my posts. You can, you can always find your things you have for sale. Like my, um, like my 1967 guild Starfire five. I have that. Um, if I really want to, I, I want to sell it and I'll tell you why I want to sell it. Does it smell sell like it? maple syrup? Because I had a Diarmond Starfire that smells like maple syrup. Oh, wow. It was something special. No, but it was a, 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 I got it in Boise, Idaho. Oh, I love Boise. Yeah. Yeah. And I went and it was, it was a woman that had brought it in from her husband, either past or something. I don't actually know the exact, uh, the exact conditions of that but it, it, it's like this guitar that was in the original case with like the care instructions and everything how to care for Aww. your new guild guitar Aww. and i have it and i just don't use it enough and i think yeah. somebody else should should use it mm-hmm. yeah i get that so you know i'm sure it's gonna sell just because of this i'm, I'm pretty uh pretty confident just doing this podcast um i've probably <laughs> sold a guitar Yes, I, I got to imagine you've sold that Starcaster by now. It's a Starfire. The Starfire. Starcaster. Gosh, Starcaster. Is, I did have no, a no. Like that Fender. Yeah, it's like some kind of weird early 70s Fender mm-hmm. that uh, we did this. I did this tour with Kathleen Edwards, and the opening act was Hannah George's. So, and her, so Hannah George's opened, and she lived in Vancouver for a long time, but now lives in. Toronto, and she just made a bunch of songs with Aaron Dresser from the National. Ooh, yeah. And her guitar player was this guy Ted, who is also plays with Tegan and Sarah. Lives in L.A. now, and he had one of these early '70s 
Fender Starcasters that were the mm. coolest guitars. I never. They're seen really them. cool. They're so neat. Jessica Dobson from Deep Sea Diver has one. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. And then don't you find it's like when you buy you you somehow get a car and you never noticed that car before, but then when you you I'll, see it everywhere. Yeah, yep. so it's then you see the guitars or you see your blue J. Crew sweatshirt or something like that. I just, my uh, partner bought me a somewhere between seafoam green and baby blue um, sweatshirt today. And Ooh. it's it's already my new favorite thing. Is it already sweat? Is it still sweater weather? You know what? We are having a rough, we're having a rough, uh, we're having a rough spring into summer here like it's all week it's like 22 degrees that sounds hot i don't know the difference oh that's celsius that's like um 22 <laughs> degrees is probably like you know six late high 60s okay that doesn't sound that cold i know that 30 degrees celsius is like 80 degrees fahrenheit uh i, I trust you on that I don't okay. know. So I just think it's hot. 20, I think 30 is hot. Okay. So 22 is 71. Oh, that sounds 25 lovely. is 77. Yeah. We're basically having, we're basically once the clouds go away and we don't have these massive rains that flood everything, we're basically having a San Diego summer. Like for the next 14 days, we're not getting over 70. We're not even hitting 80 degrees. That's really nice. Yeah, it's been, we've had a couple hot, Seattle has, I don't know if you have these, Seattle has, we call them like uh, false summers or fake out summers where a few days it'll be like warm, tank top, short weather, like go ride your boat on the, in the lake or something. And then uh, it'll be 60 degrees the next day and your flowers are like, the hell is this? My crops <laughs> yeah. are confused. My, my poor jalapeno plants. Yeah, we had stuff where it was like in May, where it would be like, oh, I'll tell you what it was. It would go down to like four, like high 30s at night in like late May. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Do you know what I'm using? I'm using a a, a Google conversion where I just uh -huh. say, hey, it went down to 35.6. Then today it was up to 64.4. So it's, it's one of those things. Yeah. Uh, that's the easiest way to do the things. Yeah. Yes. So we, we're going to talk about cats now, right? Yeah, cats. Do you have cats? Yeah, yeah we had two cats. Our, our one cat died at the beginning of May. Oh, uh, man, I'm sorry. Why the temperature was approximately 53.6 <laughs> Fahrenheit. That's so um, cold. That, well, it was sunny in and fifty six. I mean, I'd be, I I prefer cold weather. That's why I left Nashville, Tennessee, and moved to Seattle, Washington. Mm, mm. You left Nashville. Oh yeah, they get the humid, yeah. right? Oh God, do they get humid? It's disgusting. You know what's crazy is when you're in like a place like Richmond, Virginia, in like October. And it'll be like, uh, hold on, it'll be like a, uh, like 80, 82.4 or something, yep. or, but it'll be like really humid. Mm -hmm. It'll suck. Yeah. It's just like, I just, that's about when I stopped wearing makeup because I it's like, it's just, I just sweat it off as soon as I leave the house. Like this is hell. I'm in hell. And I had to wear like 
pantsuits to work for a while. That was the worst. 95 degrees wearing pantsuits. Yes, you're in AC everywhere except like from the walk from your car into the the Tennessean. And holy jumpins, you're talking with 35 degrees Celsius. Yes, very 95. Mm-hmm. 95. I remember being in Arizona once and it was um 102 Fahrenheit on a clock at 8:45 p.m. This was in uh, Ju- June or July of 1994. That sounds like the South on tour, sleeping in in garages and stuff. Those those were the days. Oh no! Oh no! Were those even were those even the days? Uh, they were the they days. Were, they were days. Yeah, they were days. I'm sure of that. I like a nice, honestly, I like a nice 77 Fahrenheit. That's nice, yeah. I think I think the cats like it, too. When the cats go out, we, so we had this cat, Manush, which we got. We named it Manush, which is actually a French, like an erotic French word. We didn't even know that until like six months ago, and the cat died at 17. Because <laughs> we named it, there was a cat treat up here called Pounce, and on the other side it said Minouche. As in pounce, but minouche in French means more like pounce, like on someone else. Yeah, yeah, like a like it's like come like it's has something to do with foreplay or something like that. So, and then we were like, <laughs> so my partner and I were like sitting there, and we're you know this cat is is dying, and I've looked up its name, and I'm like, do you realize that we named our cat like a really really kind of <laughs> borderline. Sexual name. Like a borderline, like not sort of, not sort of mellow sexual name, <laughs> like something to do with like putting a move on someone is like to manush. And, uh, and then we, you know, it always made sense because the cat would sit on you and lick your nose constantly. <laughs> lick your nose? Oh, oh yeah. It would sweet. sit on your, it'd love to lick your nose. And it, yeah, its thing was it would sit beside you and meow until, you gave it attention and then it's thing what it, it when it was younger it would lick and then bite you but and then when it got a little older it would just sort of lick your nose Aww. and then if you were ever if my partner and i were ever like sitting on a couch together and, and, and even we even pondered looking into one another's eyes to even mean we acknowledged one another the cat would jump up and try to sit between us because it <laughs> felt like it was it was getting the raw end of the deal of somehow. Andrew talks about how his wife will sleep right between him and his wife as if to like separate them. <laughs> you just said his wife would sleep between him and his wife. No, his are you cat suggesting, would sleep between his are wife, you, yes. Are you suggesting that Andrew is part of a polygamous cult? Yes. I know I haven't Sorry, met Andrew. Sorry, that was a secret. <laughs> I haven't met Andrew, but I do now know that he's part of a polygamous cult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's big up here. Yeah, those polygamous cults are big up here. Up in the and Northwest. Now I just, and now I just There's realized that could, be, that could be construed as a bad joke about against the Mormon population. Wasn't going that way. Andrew's not a Mormon. No, and I also I wouldn't make that joke. You know, Ken Jennings is a Mormon from Jeopardy fame. Oh, the guy that won all that money last week. No, no, the one who won all that money like 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, who's the guy that won all the money last week? You know what? I forgot his name already. My mom texted me about him like all the time. Like, he's just amazing. Really? Yeah, I like that. That's that's good yeah. that you have a mom that checks in on you with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not- yeah, the important things. 
when my parents were alive, my dad's thing was he would like every day he would write me about, um, he'd call me every single day and he'd ask me, uh, and he would read, this was at the time before like social media was a big thing. It was like, you know, like beginning like six years ago. So Facebook was there. He wasn't part of it or Twitter. He wasn't part of any of that, but he would, so he, it would still be that you would actually update a website with news Mm-hmm. So I, I would update my, I would update my site and I would be, you know, dry and use sarcasm or something or tell half truths. And so my mm-hmm. dad would call me and he'd say, oh, very interesting. I was looking at your, <laughs> at your website and it says that you, you are, uh, you believe that you might turn into a piano if you're not, uh, I don't think you're probably not actually worried about it, Matt, are you? <laughs> no, but I'm just joking. It, it's just sort of. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's just sort of the, uh, yeah, it was very funny. He would always just like he would he would verbatim ask me ask me questions, like about my website, and just about things I had said, or things I had, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he would just take it like, it would just it would just be like, um, yeah, it would, <laughs> he would just take it like every word I said was mm-hmm. verbatim. Like there was no, there was no humor involved in it. There was not, there was nothing, which is surprising because my dad was a very sarcastic <laughs> guy, but he didn't really get written sarcasm because he thought I was, yeah, he thought I was generously, um, generously telling and conveying, News. um, yeah, mm-hmm. all this information. I get that. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's funny how times change, uh. And like the people in your family who actually are, keep up with that kind of thing. Like my grandmother, when she was alive, listened to every single episode of this podcast. She didn't play guitar. She doesn't didn't get the name. She didn't like cats. Like <laughs> it's just she was just was uh, very supportive, uh, and she wants to listen to it. Yeah, her she would have turned eighty on uh, this coming Wednesday. Your grandmother turns eighty. No, she's dead. Oh, she would have only turned 80. Yeah. Like my parents, my parents are both past and they, my dad died at 81 and my mother died at 88. Yeah. Um, I had, uh, my two great grandmothers on my mother's side, uh, both made it into their mid nineties. Oh, wow. Yeah. But my grandmother had a uh, cancer and ultimately died, uh, from complications oh. from treatment of that cancer. It happens. Aww. It sucks. It's it sucks, but it's at least it's the kind of thing that you sort of see coming. And I got to go down there one last time. Took a week off of work. Just hung out with her when she was getting put into the uh, comfort care at home. Uh, looked through a little uh, a picture book that my brother had made for her of a bunch of pictures of his daughter. So looked through that with her and watched HGTV or whatever she wanted to do. Ate a cheeseburger with her. <laughs> That's nice. The cheeseburger is the nice part. <laughs> yeah, shared some French fries. Uh, she's Come on, a, really? She's in a very small town in uh, South Carolina called Belton, and they have a burger place there called Arnold's, like in Happy Days. But it's not like a diner. I gotta say, they're they're good burgers. Like I I expected nothing. The bar was on the ground, but uh, pretty tasty, pretty tasty cheeseburgers in Belton, South Carolina. Arnold. I'm looking up Belton on the on the map here. 
Yeah, and if you look up Arnold's, um, the the thing about Arnold's is it is located directly next door to my great grandmother uh, Boots's house. So really? I grew up right next to that. Well, grew up you grew up. Next to you grew up in South Carolina. No, I grew up in Ohio, but we go down there every summer. Oh and yeah, sometimes spring. So I want to look up Arnold's in Belton, South Carolina. Here, I'm sure the Yelp reviews are very positive. Yeah. Yeah. So you grew up in the house that you live in now, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's true. I know. It's yeah. weird. Isn't that weird? Nobody wants to hear that stuff. It's less common. Um, My husband wants to buy his childhood home at some point. Well, that's a good idea. In Columbia, idea. Missouri. Oh, you don't want to live there. I don't even know it. You don't no. want to live there. You want to live <laughs> no, you're in, right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You want to live in Seattle. <laughs> I want to live in Seattle. Yes, I, I don't want to live in a state uh, that the um, NAACP warns people against going to. I don't want to live in that state. Sorry, Missouri. Mm. You got mm. some stuff to work out. I it's love uh, Shakespeare's Pizza. I like your toasted raviolis. No offense, uh, Missouri. I hate your pizza. Excuse me. Your barbecue's all right. Can you go back a bit? You said toasted ravioli. Yeah, St. Louis is famous for their toasted ravioli. Wow, I had no idea. Uh, it's like breaded and it says it's toasted. I don't know if it's actually toasted or if it's deep fried. Mm, it's hope. delightful. Toasted, uh, deep fried. Yes. Good. Do you know if you that, get it with um, the marinara sauce. Mm. Are you aware that the um, uh, Canadian team won the NBA championships? Uh, I. I heard that, but when it's not Cleveland, I I just don't pay that much attention. Mm. Oh, Mm. the the the, um, LeBron James team. Yes. No. Uh, Well, you know, this is the first time an American team didn't win, and uh, you know, I we we really like the whole nation got behind it. Yeah, I'm happy for you all. I don't want to see. I don't. I don't like dynasties, so I'm really. I was hoping. Toronto would win. I've heard that I'm not supposed to pronounce both T's in that word, but I can't not pronounce both T's in that word. You can say Toronto any way you like. Thank you. How do you say it? Toronto. Toronto? Toronto. Why not the other T? Toronto. Toronto. (laughs) Welcome to Toronto. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I say Toronto. 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 Toronto, very weird. All right, it's it's not as bad as Louisville. Louisville, Louis Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. Actually, what's worse? What's worse than uh, Louisville? uh, What's worse than that one is they have a Versailles, Kentucky, that's spelled like Versailles in France, which is just Mm. can't. And Ohio has a Lima spelled like Lima, Peru, which is also not great. I like that Lima Peru. That's a good one, actually. That's really good. Lima. <laughs> yeah, you guys going down to the Lima flea market? To... Yeah. Yeah. This week's episode uh, is sponsored by Wrist Grips. Do you know what Wrist Grips are, Jim? No. Let me look up the website. Wrist. It's Wrist dash or a hyphen grips.com and they're uh compression wraps specifically for musicians 
uh, which I appreciate because I I get wrist pain sometimes, and it feels and it makes it feel a little better. They're called wrist riffs. Grips. Oh, grips. Yeah, wrist wrist. I thought riffs. because. Well, it sounded like it'd be a good um, hmm, wrist grip at Amazon. I don't want to look that up. A wrist grip review. Wrist grip. Wrist. So what am I? Oh, wrist grips for musicians. Yes. Oh, here we go. I just got mine. I was playing with it a bit this weekend. It was nice. Mm, They look like sweatbands. They do. They do. Well, look at this. The second picture is a keyboard player wearing two of them because oh, they it is. Mm, yeah, because when you're playing keyboards, you don't know what's going to happen to your wrist. You have no idea. So that's for car- that's to help carpal tunnel. I think it's just any kind of wrist pain. I don't really see uh, supports wrist, corrects playing form, and increases blood flow slash oxygen. I actually, uh, in May, I was having some really awful wrist pain and I went and I was working an event. And so I had to go to like the closest store and buy just some like normal wrist wrap thing. And yeah, just to remind myself not to move my wrist if I didn't have to. It's embarrassing how it happened, though, how the wrist pain happened. Very embarrassing. What I like to ask wrist grips. Um. I have really bad hand cramping in my right hand when I play guitar because I finger pick. Yeah. And so when I strum and try to hold the pick, that muscle between your thumb and index finger that looks like a, you know, on my hand, it's like a little lump. Mm. But it gets really tight. And then it forms this little ball in my hand. Like, it's like somebody put a spell on me for a second. Yes. Do you get, is it assist? What is it? No, it's just like, I don't know if it's carpal tunnel. I don't know if it's something from, I've been taking magnesium for it. Mm. But I wonder if wrist grips have anything to do with that. Like if my, if I feel like I'm, I have blood flow issues, but. Well, it says it's good for blood flow. Hmm. Though I doubt they would want to make any absolute medical things. I know I have a pair and I have to hand Andrew off his pair, but they're they are they're nice. They're really easy to use. He's playing a guild in one of these pictures. Is that Andrew playing the playing the guitar in the wrist grips uh, app? It is not. Oh, I thought maybe that was Andrew. No. But yeah, that is a nice guild guitar. Yeah. I love those tail pieces. Oh yeah, those are nice. Mm-hmm. Ugh. That's pretty. Those are really nice. This, that looks like a that it does still look like a bit of a reissue, maybe. But Not probably. That is that nice. That's a nice. That's a pre sixty five kind of era guild mm. pickguard. They used to put those. Have you ever seen a guild aristocrat? Um, maybe. I'm it's a late fifties. Fifties guitar into maybe the. Oh, sixties. It's a smaller body, but it's hollow body, but it's smaller body, no f holes, and it has P nineties, but they're white, white covers, and they're apparently one of the nicest P nineties. Oh, nice. Oh, Google just changed everything, and I don't like it. That, yeah, that's nice. They, what did they change? Oh, just like their navigation in a way, like their icons. 
And now if I click on a mm. picture in Google search, it comes from the side, which I'm not. Wait, what the? Oh, God, why is it so weird? All right, I'm going to stop looking at Google. Yes. Um, Are we going to talk about Asakatoa? Yeah, yes. Oh, my God. So, mm. yes, let's talk about Offset Guitars. Uh, so, Jim, how's that a J-Mascus Jazz Master treating you? <laughs> That's funny, because before the break, before we even recorded why we were trying to get things going, I was excited to talk about my J-Mascus Jazz Master, which no longer is a J-Mascus Jazz Master. Well, then what is um, it? <laughs> <clears throat> well, Emily, funny you should ask. It started as a J-Mascus Jazz Master, and then the first thing I did was I didn't like how the Squire um, trem system worked. And I thought maybe it's because of the spring. So I bought a U.S. Fender one on eBay. And then it was better, but um, on the... And then I wanted to get a better system. And there's this U.K. company called Staytrem. Do you know about I them? Staytrem. Yeah. So I got a stay trim arm and, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> assembly, which then hooks up to the spring of the fender, I think. And, uh, that's so I did that. And then I got a different neck cause I wanted a fatter neck on mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. So I bought this big giant C shaped fender, all parts neck from Alabama. And then I, um, I bought a Lawler. I bought Lawler P90s, nice. a Lawler P90 for it. Yeah. And then I bought, um, then I bought a body from MJT. Wait. Who's an American? Wait a second. So you have a new neck, a new trim system, new pickups, and now a new body. A new body and a new wiring harness. Of course, of course. The only. So the only thing that is kept from the original guitar is the um, gold pick guard, because I really like that. <laughs> and the Squire neck plate, it says Squire okay. on it, because I like that. It's an, it's an ode. But And the MJT body is, like, aged and stuff nice. like that. And then if you rub a little, like, coffee grounds and stuff, it really brings the dark color out of the, um, out of the cracks mm -hmm. they've done. So it's really nice. And then, uh, so pickups. And then I have a Staytram Mustang bridge on it, which I had to get. And then I sold my J Mascus Jazz Master in a plastic bag, what was left Sold of it, and the old parts <laughs> for $250. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, my friend, my friend who has a 64 Jazz Master said to me, I think you might have built the most expensive parts guitar of all time. The most expensive? though no i don't i don't believe there's it there's no way there's no way because all these expensive jazz masters that people put together like i'm not going to insult them but like dano casters and yeah. stuff they they charge you like three thousand dollars for a bolt on neck parts guitar mm -hmm. they do they do that what's crazy is like there there are some companies that just take straight up like use squire necks and then they rub off the squire logo and like do some sort of like branding kind of situation on there, but like you can tell it's a squire. Do they really? Yes, that's a thing. Mm. And they sell them as like these custom parts guitars. 
I'm like, but they're just like squire guitars with just say what they are. Just say they're cheap guitars with like fancy pants relicking. Well, I'm enough of a nerd that I know that jazz masters made by fenders rarely had a truss rod adjuster on the headstock. Mm-hmm. You had to take the neck off. So the squires all have them. And then, but even the made in Mexico fenders mm-hmm. don't. Oh, but that's so and annoying this weird... when you do a truss rod adjustment. You have to take off the neck every single time. What we do is you just take your little pick guard and then you get a Dremel tool out and you turn it into a new accessible mm, piece. That's a good point. I, <laughs> I could have done that with, I've been, I got this Mustang uh, body with a Fender Bronco neck and the, the like underneath the tailpiece uh, for the Mustang, it was all like routed out for like some sort of uh, Floyd Rose or some shit like that. And then the same with the neck uh, at the top of the neck just above the nut that was all routed out for a Floyd Rose or whatever. So I was in my garage yesterday and I, I figured out that I could kind of jam something in there and get the truss rod to adjust without taking the neck off every single time to a point. Mm. Yes. And I felt like a wizard. And so what color is that? Is that Mustang? It's going to be natural. What was it originally? I have not the slightest, not a, not a chip of paint was left on that thing. Hmm. Yeah. And of course it's not the original neck, so can't look it up that way. But it was, so, so I think, body, a 72 neck. That's a, okay. And the neck is early 70s and the body is earlier or later? No idea. Hmm. So you're going to keep the Bronco neck. You're going to do it as a Mustang. Yes. Does it have the, does it have the trim? the trim tailpiece on it the little trim bridge on it no i bought something else i bought uh from i think faction guitars a stop tailpiece for it Mm, which is crazy i love vibrato systems but i hate them on mustangs Mm. yeah and i already have a mustang with a vibrato system and i thought you know maybe i should have something that might be a little bit spankier just to use a weird word a little snappier, yeah. maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they do these vibrato. They do vibrato plates. Oh, they make a lot of plates. They do. So what? Guitar templates. So what is it exactly that you? How did you find that they did? Oh, hard tailpiece vibratos. Exactly. I was just googling their SEO is okay, and I found what's an them. SEO mean. Uh, their search engine optimization. Oh, that sounds Sorry. lovely. That's why I do professionally. You are a, a, a web programmer. I'm a marketer. Designer, marketer. Marketer. So you you buy a Mustang bridge plate that becomes a stop tailpiece bridge plate, so it still looks like a Mustang, mm-hmm. and then you just put a regular tunematic bridge on it, or you put yep. a Mustang bridge on it. It's a tunematic. Oh, put a Mustang bridge on it, please. Uh, Mustang bridges are great. I mean, it, mm, and uh, they look great. They do. Uh, I already have the other one, and maybe I will buy one eventually. But I also, my friend Sean Arbo from a company called Gunstreet Wiring, sent me a Bronco body. Really? <laughs> yeah, he sent me a Bronco body. So in time, I might swap the necks on those two. 
and uh, I might and get like a nice neck for my Mustang. Bronco would be totally a Bronco. Is it a nice, like, light ash kind of body? How is it? The lighter, I love the light body, the super light bodies, they resonate. Um, I haven't gotten a good look at it because I got it a couple weeks ago and I've just been so busy with existing projects. Mm. I know that there's still some remnants of like the red paint job, but then I think someone did like a green paint job on it at some point. That's the one he sent you? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. He's moving his shop and he found that I had that neck and he's like, oh, I love Broncos. Sent me the body. Like, a, a pick guard. He even put a wiring harness in it because he's the sweetest guy in the industry, as far oh, as I'm that's concerned. The best. Yeah, that really is. He's a great dude. If you ever need a wiring harness, he'll like. He he sent oh, me really? one for my uh, Fender Pawn Shop offset special because uh, I was getting new humbuckers put in it, and he sent me. He was just chatting. He was like, "Let's do a push pull thing where if you pull the t- the the tone knob, it turns into like a, a bright like a jaguar sound, which is not how you would say that mm. word." Jaguar. Mm. Well, I have a I the on my jaguar. I got a jaguar. jaguar. My jaguar. My jaguar. Jaguar. I got a um the I got the switch set up wired so that you can have them in in parallel oh nice so when they're all up i bought this 90s jazz master on the ebay Mm. from japan and uh and it came it showed up as very like rusty and like you know it was almost like they just left it by the left it by the sea all the tuners were really tuners were really really you know, affected and really dark and which looked amazing. And then, but then I decided I got this, I got the pickups re-wrapped. Up here we have this amazing, we live in Ontario, which is like Toronto, the Toronto Raptors. They're four hours west of us, four and a half hours west of us. We're in the capital city of Ottawa. And, um, so this guy outside of Toronto rewraps pickups and makes custom pickups. Nice. He's called an American should think of this guy because he's called the pickup wizard, <laughs> and he does these pickups. No, it's it's amazing. But he does amazing single coil like tele pickups, amazing single coil Jazzmaster pickups. He does great P nineties, and um, his prices are way better than like Lawler or something would be. And because he's a smaller builder and stuff like that. And what with your dollar, with your all-encompassing, crushing Donald Trump comb-over dollar, you could buy these pickups for, you know, a penny a glass. You know, I will just say that the conversion rate was pretty much in America's favor before Donald Trump. Yes. I did buy this. I did buy my Jaguar when the conversion rate was quite, quite even. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, wow. That's so, straight out of 1998, though. Which one? Oh, oh, my God. I haven't looked at it. Let's look. I haven't looked at oh it. Oh, my either. gosh. Does it have a, does it have a wizard yes. hat? Yes. <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's not a transparent PNG, so it's just like white background against the gray background. Lots of so many different fonts, <laughs> sizes, and colors. 
I love this. It's so pure. You can, but check it out. You can buy the pickups. You can buy vintage style Alnico 5 magnet, and he will do your pickups wrapped the way you want. And they're 190 bucks US a pair. That's, That's pretty, pretty good. good yeah. Eh? And you can do the CBS style Jazzmaster pickups for the same price. They're all the same price. Vintage style Jazzmaster with plain enamel wire, or he does all the different eras of these. And then he does, you know, like you say, you're looking at. Where's the Mustang pickups? He does. He will rewrap Mustang. I need some. Sure. I need some. Um, I, have, I need that Bronco pickup rewired. Oh yeah. yeah. Is a Bronco mean it has one pickup? Is that what it mm-hmm. is? It's the bridge pickup only, and a Music Master was the neck pickup only. Mm. And if I'm wrong, somebody's going to correct me. That's the beautiful thing about having a podcast. I think you're right. Yeah. Actually, I do Thank believe you. you're right. That means a lot coming from you, Jim. Why does it mean a lot? I don't know. I just need the affirmation today. I'm, I'm, I was, I'm, I'm actually, I have a lot of anxiety today. Hmm. Yeah. I've been, I've just come out of a, a, a time that I've had like the worst depression and anxiety of like, since yeah, for like years and years and years and years. I'm glad you're coming out of that. Well, you know. Yeah. You uh, you carry the demons. You let go of the demons. You. Huh. I live a complicated life, but um, it's not that complicated. But. Yeah. Now I have very. It's very situational. Um, late last week, someone reached out to me about uh. So there's this this band kind of like with rotating members in Seattle called the blood moon orchestra. And every full moon, this group of women gets together and they just do a completely improvised set. So they'll be like, Oh, we're going to do a jazz song. We're going to do a funk song. We're going to do a country song. And the songs could be like 10 minutes long. And the woman who often plays guitar with them uh, messaged me and said, how comfortable do you feel uh, improvising an entire, an, an entire set of music? I'm like, well, I don't know if that's something you're comfortable with until you do it. So I've agreed to um, come tonight and then with the assumption that being that I will sit in on a few songs and I am so scared. You're so scared. So scared. But you know, when I want, I've watched you play guitar online and you look like someone that can probably just sit in and just kind of like you play the, you play like you understand music. I do understand music, but I've, no, that that sounds that that sounds super weird, and mansplaining or, or something. No, but, no, uh, no, no. Or like guy like, but there's people that play guitar in a way that's muso. What's that mean? And um, muso is like music school. Oh, like muso, yes. like they'd be into like yes, yes, like yes. they like went a, to Berkeley. Like, like a working muso, I get that. I was accepted to Berkeley and didn't go. Yeah, we call out out east. We know muso because of Berkeley. Because it's, you know, it's not that far from here. It's like eight hours. And I know so many people that, you know, threw things that have gone to Berkeley. And uh, you know who went to Berkeley is Adriana Lenker from Big Thief. I did know that because she got some scholarship situation, right? Yeah. Gillian, right. Gillian and Welsh she... and David Rawlings both went there, too. Oh, that makes sense. And so did uh, John Mayer. That makes sense. I think Lucinda Williams. 
I don't know. Mm. I remember a lot of names for the from the application packets and the acceptance packet or whatever. But then I talked to some people and said they said if uh, you get accepted to Berkeley, don't go unless they give you a full ride scholarship because uh, otherwise you're prop they are prop you're probably just uh, paying for someone else that they think that can actually make it in music. Mm. Yeah, and they don't I, guarantee I housing, mean... which was a problem. Here, uh, here's here is um, I just looked up famous people who went to Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Quincy Jones. He's from Seattle. Natalie Maines. Oh, I love her. Susan Tedeschi. Tedeschi. Tedeschi from Tedeschi Trucks, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let's see who else. Some very famous people. More country oh, music es- than I expected. Esperanza Spalding. <gasps> That's right. Mm, she's good. Keith Jarrett. Don't know Keith Jarrett. Oh, he's a jazz musician. I guess I probably should know Keith Jarrett. No, oh, you don't have to know him. <sighs> Paula- I'll try. I'll tell you who you do know as Paula Cole mm-hmm. from Dawson's Creek. <laughs> I don't want to wait. Yeah, I should think about that song once a week, probably. (laughs) I don't know why. It's very good. It's very catchy. Melissa Etheridge. Love her. Amy Mann. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Deanna Krall. Oh, yeah, she's married to Elvis Costello. Yeah, Elvis. She's married to Elvis. Mm Mm-hmm. The wrong Elvis. Um, no, no, the right the, Elvis. Yeah, I'm just joking. The right Elvis. <laughs> no, it's the best. It's the best Elvis. Yeah, the preferred Elvis. Um, Rivers Cuomo. You mentioned him, didn't you? No, I actually didn't know he went to Berkeley. I don't think he did. I think this is a lie. Yeah, that doesn't. So- that does not sound right. No, we got Quincy Jones, Charlie yeah. Puth. I don't know who that is. Oh, he's, I saw him on the Today Show, like the fourth hour of the Today Show once, so he's made it. <laughs> oh, he's yeah, he definitely has. John Mayer, Steven Tyler, Melissa Etheridge, Quincy Steven Jones. Steven Tyler, Tony... that ain't right. That ain't right. This is a lie. It's a lie. I cannot possibly be right. Yeah, they're ranking famous Berkeley College of Music. Oh, he probably got a honorary. That might be a... Let's keep that in mind. Let's keep that in mind. Shaka Khan? Ooh, that also does not sound right, but I'm here for it. (laughs) Megan Trainer. Oh, my friend plays bass for her. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Maurice Ellis. That's a lot of backing tracks, eh? (laughs) He's the bass behind It's All About That Bass. Yeah. No, he wasn't in the studio, I don't think. But he plays with her live. It's always funny watching like the Today Show or whatever and being like, hey, he used to play bass for me. He got upgraded a lot. <laughs> he'd be doing a lot of, he'd be playing to a lot of backing tracks with in-ears. Yes, I'm sure that is the case. When, you, when you're with Megan Trainer. Yeah. Uh, St. Vincent, Annie Clark. I think that's true. What about Lisa Loeb? Do you believe that? Yeah, I do believe that. What about Melissa Farrick? I don't know Melissa Farrick. What about Jan Hammer who wrote the Miami Vice theme? 
I, I absolutely believe that. <laughs> um, I believe if it lists Joey Kramer, then all of Aerosmith was was put in. Oh, this makes sense. Will Cahoon from from Living Color because the Living Color guys all went to um, went to that. Elliot Easton, he would have a honorary degree because the cars have a yeah, boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make sense. Oh, is Aerosmith from Boston? That sounds like yeah. a thing. Okay, okay, yeah. That sounds like a thing. Mm. No, that is a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Gillian Welch. Do you think Bruce Horn- Bruce Hornsby? Yeah, I would think that he. I think that he would have gone. Maybe for a master's. I think some of these were might have been master's degree mm. folks. Because I think Gillian and Dave met in a master's program. She was originally a drummer, like Nico Case. Really? She was a drummer in a psychedelic band. Oh wow! Gillian, Nico was a drummer in a punk band. Yeah, they were called Mao mm-hmm. from Vancouver when yes. she was living illegally in Canada. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame her for wanting to live illegally in Canada. Your healthcare is so much better. I paid a thousand dollars to have a panic attack once. That was so fun. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, when I get a panic attack, um, my family doctor doesn't believe in prescribing Ativan because she said it's too addictive. So she suggested a book on Amazon that I get. You get it on a subscription basis? No. We don't have that here, but, um, but I just thought that a very interesting response is that you should try these books. And I thought that's, that doesn't really help when you're having a panic attack. I'm just going to read this book. Yes. Uh, It says Juliana Hatfield went to, um, went to it. From Belly? No, that's, um, that's not Juliana Hatfield. That is, uh, That is, uh, oh, what's her name? Jesus. Tanya Donnelly. Because she was in no. the... No. Yeah. Wait, wait, yes, that was Belly. You're right, yeah. you're right, you're right. Julianne Hatfield was in the Blake Babies. My middle school had a book about uh, about Riot Girl, and it changed my life, but Julianne Hatfield was in it. As as were, you know, the, the Deal Sisters and Liz Fair yeah. and... Not that Liz Fair is really Riot Girl, but she was initially well, not Riot Girl, but she was she was pretty uh, a pretty interesting and compelling. Well, she's amazing. Liz Fair's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, to be honest, she's amazing. Speaking of offset guitars and music masters, oh yeah, Mustangs. Mm-hmm. Did she play? Mm-hmm. She plays Mustangs and Music Masters. Yeah, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> Those are good size oh, I guitars. That. I like the size of those guitars. Yeah, me too. I used to play much bigger bodied, like jazz box kinds of things. I had a Gibson 135 that was my main Ooh. guitar for a very long time. What's a th- how's a 35 mm-hmm. different than a 25? I can tell you how it's different from a 37, but I can't tell you how it's different from a 25 without Googling it. Okay, so neck pickup you said is Music Master, right? I'm looking at images of Liz Fair. And yeah, she see, definitely. Um, the one twenty-five. I have a a single cut away. Oh, and it has out. one. It has one pickup. It has two pickups. It has, mine has two humbuckers. Your one twenty-five. My one thirty-five. Hmm. 
I don't know about that or about how that changed because 125s were P90 guitars. Yeah, the a lot of the 135s are also P90 guitars, but mine's a humbucker. Oh, I see it. It's like a tobacco mm-hmm. single cut switch and lots of them. Do you have it? Does it have that nice that nice trapezoid tailpiece? It does. Oh yeah, I know what they look like. Should give you a really nice subtle vibrato. Oh yeah, and then some of them had the P90s. Yeah, that's nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then the um, it's lighter weight than the 137 because uh, the 135 has balsa wood in the in the middle to prevent the feedback and whatever. And then I think that the 137 has mahogany or some denser, Mm, way heavier. Yeah, I should be looking for a Gibson 135. I have, yeah, I would sell you mine. How old is it? Um, early two thousands. I want P nineties though. P nineties. You know, you can get a uh, humbucker routed P nineties. You can, I. Eh? Mm-hmm. But then I first have to buy the guitar, and then I have to do all that. Then I have to do all that. Yeah. You have to do all <laughs> the things. <laughs> I have to do all the things before I even get up that yeah i could take it to canada with me at the end of june and mail it from canada so it's less expensive oh my gosh i gotta tell you this story yeah about you sending me a guitar yeah i did talk about that i I kind i sent you a kind of guitar you sent me a kind of guitar for sure that's a kind of guitar yeah go ahead you sent me this i don't know i want to know the story of you getting this guitar so um i sent jim a um it is i think it was originally a harmony archtop and at some point someone turned it into a mandocello uh which is like a very big mandolin and then at some point someone said you know four voicings isn't enough i'm gonna add a fifth voicing so they added two more uh tuning pegs that um I, I don't know if I ever sent you a picture, Jim, but I took them out because they were horrendous looking. They were made to be in line, uh, not on each one on each side. So the spacing was super weird. Wow. But this person custom cut a, a nut, had a bridge custom made, but the tailpiece only had eight pegs. So some of the strings were wrapped, like some of the pegs had two strings on them. So I bought this at Emerald City Guitars, had a big like yard sale or junk sale you could call it i bought it for 40 bucks um i think it was listed for 60 (laughs) yeah so you posted on facebook because we're facebook friends uh that you needed a were you asking for a mandicello specifically i don't remember no i was actually looking locally to borrow an octave mandolin Mm. and then you said i have a mandocello and that's secretly what i actually wanted oh and you know what? You're right. It sounds really good. It does sound really good for being such a weird thing. Like it has some buzzing, but then if you play with the bridge, the buzzing stops. Yeah. Did you take the frets out? No. <laughs> I forgot to mention that there are a bunch of frets missing. <laughs> and there's a pickup in it. I've never plugged it in. <laughs> there's a pickup in it? Really? There's a pickup in this guitar. <laughs> I don't. I didn't even know that. 
it's like you can look in and you can see just like because I, cause I was trying to figure out what the hell it was so I shined a flashlight in it and I could see like all this glue and stuff and there's like electronics in there oh wow <laughs> it is such a weird thing and I just you know I, I love weird things so I had to have it yeah I'm gonna play it one sec alright it's just right here have you used it at all? I haven't recorded with it. I've been playing it. It's fun. I know. I need. It has to that do... really deep V kind of shape to the neck. Oh, I had a I had a capo on it, so it makes it all all messed up. But I was, and I, I have my tenor tuned to the same. Oh, nice. The strings are pretty new. I, I did that. Do people normally play on the show like this? Not yet, but that's nice. <laughs> a little more out of tune than it's supposed to be i'm sure but it's yeah i i mean i have fun with that thing i just so i have i live in a three-story townhouse and i have it on one of the landings on one of the stairs and one of my favorite things about going upstairs the top floor is as i walk up the stairs um when i hit the landing the whole landing vibrates enough to make the guitar go oh. it's really nice yeah and now it's in Canada. Now it's in Canada. Now it's like sitting in Canada. <laughs> yeah, it's getting a little, probably a little bit more love and affection than I've given in a while. I remember when when, when I was sending it via FedEx, they're like, so what's the value on the guitar? I'm like, the guitar? Nothing. The case? 50 bucks. Let's go 50 bucks for the case. Oh, yeah, the case is nice. Yeah, I think I got that case. I think that came with my Seagull... Um, mini jumbo which i got for college because i didn't want to take i only have one other acoustic guitar and it's a gibson hummingbird so i didn't want to take that to college understandably it's so it can't even play my tenor because i brought it inside oh yeah i do the thing where i bring these guitars inside and hang them on the wall so currently my i have this 61 Martin tenor. Mm. It's the first Martin. And now I have, um, it's the first Martin guitar I bought. And now I have, um, I have three, three of them, four of them, three of them. Nice. I have four. four. Holy. That's a lot of Martins. Sorry, Andrew. I said the F word, I think. Uh, (laughs) I'm about hundred percent sure I said the F word. I mean, Uh, Yes. He'll never listen. He doesn't listen to the episodes. I don't know why I edit them. Mm. 
He's like, I was there. Um, yeah. Uh, I like Martin guitars. I'm hoping to buy one soon. Oh, yeah, they're they're good. You just want to um, you want to look at them, find them used, and uh, that's the way to go. No, I'm gonna buy them new, man. Don't buy them new. Buy them old. They're I'm gonna buy old. them. My buddy Ramin makes them. I'm gonna buy them what from Ramin. My, my, oh, my, he, he works there. Oh, you should get. You can get a cool. Uh, you can get cool. Like there's a the guy from the Milk Carton Kids. Oh. He has a nice artist model. Mm-hmm. He does. Yeah, I mean it's twenty five hundred dollars, but <laughs> is that Canadian dollars or American dollars? Let's check it out. I'm gonna check it out right now. It's the milk carton carton. Have you seen Kids. those guys live? No, I saw them once at the Ryman playing like three songs. Oh, when was uh, that? At, at Americana Fest. What yeah. I was I was at the Americana Fest the time that they played three songs oh, yeah, at the like, award show. Yeah, I was there. I was sitting next to I, I I had done some work. What what were you doing there? I was playing with somebody, playing guitar with somebody. Who were you playing with? Oh, Susanna, who lives in Vancouver. Well, she she's from Vancouver and um, and uh, and then uh, moved to Toronto, but now she's actually moving back for a year's sabbatical of living. Uh, living that way yeah i was i had done some work for for jed and so he gave me really nice seats for the americana award show i just remember what i remember about the milk carton kids at the americana show is that um at one point somebody yelled something while they were on stage and the funny one says i thought i told you to wait in the car and i looked at my now husband and said he stole that joke from dolly parton hmm I think he did steal that joke from Dolly Parton, right? She's so yeah. That's that's a great Dolly Parton joke. Have you seen? Um, but then Dolly? I was. In the, have I seen Dolly? Yeah. Um, I don't think I've seen. I don't think I've seen Dolly. Mm. Oh no! <laughs> I, I saw her like two summers ago, and she played sax. What? Yeah, she played because she plays sax, and then she did this thing where she's like um she's playing sax and she's playing the benny hill theme on sax oh my god the yakety sax thing or is that different yeah and then she says you guys want to hear me play this backwards you guys want to hear me play this backwards and then everyone's like yeah play backwards play backwards and then she stands backwards and plays it oh she's so funny she's so funny loretta lynn's funny too have you seen loretta no no, i have not i saw her at bonnaroo one year and i was right up front for it and i was real excited and she goes and she plays and she plays all her hits don't come home a drinking this city the pill yada yada and then she says, "You know, y'all, y'all been such a good crowd. We don't always, we don't always play this one, but we're gonna play it for you tonight." And then she plays, "Don't come home a drinking," oh. again, <laughs> and we're all just kind of looking around at each other, like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> sure, all right, you do you, Loretta." So good. Yeah, I actually just did a tribute night for Dolly Parton. Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. 
it was it was um it was pretty cool some people picked some deep cuts which was really nice uh including some funny ones like um something fishy going on do you know that song no <laughs> yeah that's that's one of her funnier songs um it's about a philandering gentleman who uh always says he's going on fishing trips and it has that great line I bet some big mouth bass left that lipstick on your shirt. I don't think you're a fisherman, honey. I think you're a flirt. Classic Dolly. That's really good. And for those of you in Seattle, I'm playing this Thursday at the Royal Room, a tribute to Patsy Patsy Klein and Linda Ronstadt. And I have learned solos for songs. And please come. And I need the affirmation. I need it. Oh, that's so good. And the money. Yes. Linda Ronstadt, man. Ah, so good. Mm-hmm. Though someone picked uh, the song Somewhere Out There, and I'm listening to the song, like from the, uh, I, I don't, I did, I don't know when this movie came out. American Tale, it might have been the late 80s. It was an animated movie with mice. Yeah. Yes, it is actually. Yeah, I saw, <laughs> I saw, you're correct. <laughs> That's so funny. You're correct. That is an animated movie with mice in it. I love that one, but uh, I forgot that she. I forgot that was her. And then that song has a good. Like I'm listening to the playlist. I feel like I'm like, okay, well, I guess I probably don't have to learn this song because about half the songs are with the band, about half aren't. And I have to guess because I don't even have the full set list yet. The show is on Thursday. I digress. Uh, And then like I'm singing a song about the hit skip, and then. This guitar solo comes out of absolutely nowhere. No guitar on the rest of the song. Screaming guitar solo in the middle that makes you go, oh, damn it. And then no more guitar (laughs) at all. Really? Why? Just like, why? Who does that? You know who does that? 1964 does that. (laughs) (laughs) Just the year. Now they, you know, it was, I, I listen to like these old recordings and the stuff that happens on them makes no sense sometimes. No, sometimes it just doesn't make any sense. I know, but it's so good. Yeah. And then things come out of nowhere, like volumes and stuff are just like crazy. And oh my God, we've been yeah. talking for an hour and a half. How are you ever going to edit this? Breaks. Okay. Uh, minimally, I will edit it minimally. <laughs> oh my gosh. The thing about podcasts is like sometimes, uh, like when it's just Andrew and I, we try to cap it at 140. Okay. I, I mean, 140 at 40 minutes. Oh. Um, and then guests, we try to cap around, you know, 130. Okay. Depending we're at one, on how much we're at one, we're at 123. And we, is there anything else you want to talk about? Well, we, we, we do have to hear from our sponsor, Casper Mattress, which, um, I have to tell you a story, not the Casper Mattress, but I will tell you a story about a Casper pillow is that I was recording a traditional Newfoundland band. Newfoundland is an island off the east coast of Canada with the mm-hmm. greatest accent that Canada could ever be a part of. Wait, I've never heard this accent. I need to hear you do it. I'm not. I don't. I don't. Um, I would never insult our 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 fine Newfoundlanders by doing their what accent. What if I did my – would you feel better if I did my um, insulting accent for Minnesotans? You'd have to do Cape Cod. It's closer. Um, <laughs> I would like to hear your Minnesota accent, but but Newfoundland is is 
it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a it's like a rural it's an irish sort of accent but uh it's it's the whole it's a whole other thing like the way they the way they talk and boys you be down there i guess huh (laughs) oh boys you're not putting a microphone in front of me tonight tony oh boys (laughs) boys i'll tell you he 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 had the crab Brought the crab in right from the line, and ah, that's how we had it. That's a little more Ottawa Valley with Newfoundland, but um, I like I like to do accents in this voice. By the way, Emily. Oh yes, Emily. <laughs> you spent a lot of hours on tour buses, bored of the shit. I can tell. <laughs> well, you can sit in the middle row of a van with headphones on and just speak to yourself the whole day. Oh yeah. boy, I wonder how far De- Deloitte is from here. <laughs> Deloitte. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a town. I don't know if that's a place. That's a that's a recruitment company. <laughs> Deloitte, Illinois. I can't wait to get to Ball State, Indiana. <laughs> I would not okay. even want to know what state you're what what so, venue you're playing in a place called Ball State, Indiana. <laughs> so the, we have we have a very, very, very popular public radio show in Canada called Q and the host of it is a film named Tom Power and he's from Newfoundland and mm-hmm. he has a band called the Dardanelles and they came in to do some recording for a grant application because they I guess maybe we maybe we'll record my music but Tom was was tapping his feet enough that like the concrete floor was creating bass things so and we tried a couple things first we tried a tried a blanket then we tried just a pill in the studio and then i'll tell you what actually worked was i went in and got a casper pillow a casper pillow yeah i actually didn't i realized i got a costco memory foam pillow and it oh that's what we but but uh, costco does sell casper products so it might have oh. still been a Cas- casper well, product well it was casco. A- a casco yes you boys are going to casco are you you better get freaking Make sure you get me the seventy-five pack of Seven Up. Um, oh yeah, you gotta get, you gotta get, you gotta get the right noodles for the hot dish at the Costco. You oh, got to. Uh, oh geez, guys, if you don't get me them Costco noodles, I'm not gonna be able to make Thanksgiving dinner. It'll all go to pot. <laughs> oh, just all go to pot, and you'd be riding your tricycle down the stairs, don't you know? It'd be just awful. Oh, boys, I gotta tell ya, Tony was coming in. I'll tell you, he was at the bar a little bit late. Anyway, he shows up with that Casper mattress in a box. <laughs> so anyway, the Casper pillow, remember the, the pillow was the saving. It saved the session because he could, he could run his feet on it. Nice. Yeah. You know, I bet, I bet Casper pillows are fine, but... If you haven't tried a purple pillow, you haven't lived, Jim. It's called a purple pillow. Well, purple is a mattress company. I don't have their mattress, but I have one of their pillows. And it's like this little uh, rubbery kind of substance. And it's like these little rubber grids. So it's support. You you sink into it. And yet you are fully supported. And And also it's, it's always cool. It doesn't ever overheat like memory foam pillows do. It's amazing. My my husband stole mine. Jesus Christmas, Emily. It's $169 Canadian plus shipping. Uh, 
they're a client of they were a client of mine at my full-time job so that's how i got that pillow jesus christmas emily that pillow's 169 dollars and i can't bring that home if i bring that home someone's gonna think i sold the f-150 <laughs> oh those are good trucks man yeah <laughs> them's good trucks them's them's good, them's trucks. good trucks them's good trucks always smells real dusty when you put on the ac though oh buds you know then oh yeah sure I think we're getting, I think we're getting a little um, off farther topic. away from it. Ah, yeah, I, I think this is where we, this is where we <laughs> say goodbye. This might be it. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast again. Oh. This is Jim Bryson. You should buy his single "Better on Drugs" on the band camps. How much is that single, Jim? Oh my gosh! Well, you can just stream it now on Spotify. But I did this thing where it's thirty dollars. And how'd that uh, work out? I'm not gonna lie. It, I, it was um, very. It was very successful. I'm, I'm glad. I'm really glad because it's, it's also- kind of crazy when you think about how you used to be able in like the '60s to buy a 45 for a buck, and now you can buy a song for a dollar still. Like you that doesn't. Even, you don't even have to buy a song. You just um, all you have to do is YouTube it, or you pay 9.99 a month, or don't even do that. And it's Christ, uh, my developer husband just listens to free music on Spotify. I'm like, just buy the membership, buy it, just spend money, just own things. Yeah. So, you know, uh, so it's, it was really good. Like it was like over, I think it was almost $2,500. Nice. Can it, Canadian. Oh, you, you made $2,500 Canadian on that song, I'll tell you. If you're down in the South, you all, all you made was like 20 But you could still get a tuna tone guitar for that, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. I think it would cost more than, I think it would, yeah. Yeah. I talked to, um, I talked to her about Layla. getting, Layla, but just getting a neck. Because I want, this is the one thing I want to do this Jazz Master, is I want to get a neck from like an, from a company that I really like the way the headstock works and looks mm-hmm. and I really like her headstocks, but I can't spend like $700 on a neck. So it has to make sense. Well, the thing about her next is that like, uh, not only does she not do this full time, so she can kind of charge whatever like her, she values her time at, but uh, like the metal parts, she has those uh, fabricated just for her I instruments. It's I know. Kind of amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm picking mine up at the end of the month. You're, oh, you bought you bought an instrument. That's going to be great. I did. She lives mm-hmm. in Edmonton. She does, but she'll be in Vancouver for the Vancouver International Guitar Festival. Oh, amazing. As will I. Mm-hmm. If you're there and there's a company from called Millimetric there, check it out. I don't know if they weren't there last year. Uh, he does the same thing, but and he machines parts. The only mm-hmm. thing he doesn't do is tuners, but he machines his knobs. And he machines his bridges and and like bridge and like saddles and everything, like the same yeah. the same way that Lila does. Like they machine yeah. all the parts. Tuners are a little tough. Like it's almost like like when someone's like make your own spaghetti and you live by an Italian market. It's like you're not going to make your yeah. own spaghetti. Well, yeah, I can buy the spaghetti and it's good spaghetti. Like. Eh. Yeah, I actually, um, I think my guitar will be the first one of hers that's going to have vintage style tuners on it. Oh yeah, that's what you want. That's what I like. I always want vintage style tuners. I don't like sealed tuners at all. I don't like how they look. Not into them. I don't. I don't either. And like, it's just the temptation. Like how people just leave them like unclipped is just bothers mm. me. 
And also I get stuck with them more when I'm using them because I'm not the most graceful human um, in the world. But I, I hated finished style tuners when I first got them. And now they're just like, I got to put yeah, them on all my guitars. Good because then you can, you can put the, you can put the string in the middle of it and it, it they wrap mm -hmm. better. Oh, I love it. They do. It's so efficient. Mm -hmm. I can't believe that anyone, can't believe that anyone ever got away from them. I know. And I think the locking tuners are kind of the same way. Like yeah. those are with people who use those, um, which are fine. But I, yeah, I like the vintage style tuners. I'm love a fan. them too. Yes. Well, uh, Jim, where can people listen to your music or support you in other types of things? Um, I, I guess I'm on Bandcamp and Spotify and Apple Music. And then, uh, that, you know, Bandcamp, then you can buy stuff if you actually want to buy it. And then mm -hmm. the other ways you just listen to it. And that's nice. I'm, I'm totally into, um, totally into people just listening to stuff too. Doesn't, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. 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 I'm just realizing I forgot to put some of my podcast stickers in that guitar case. Ugh. Son Ugh. Of a bitch. How oh. dare you? How dare you? Eh. Eh. I forgot. Eh. Well, you know, there's always next time. Oh, next time I send you a guitar. That's right. You buy that 135. Oh yeah. That's right. If it no was pina, if it was P90s, we might be we might have a conversation. Mm -hmm. I get that. I was playing a lot of jazz, so it was more important for me to have something that was quieter and not something that was more powerful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, in that guitar, I would I would take it to somebody to switch out the pickups because I do not want to do the whole, like, fishing line situation that you have to do to get, like, yeah. the pickups out. Yeah, no, that's no, just you not... You know what you do is you sell that guitar and you get yeah. one of the P90s in it that you want. I don't, I don't believe in, I don't believe in like changing guitars up dramatically when, when it's just, it's just way, it's just way easier to get a guitar you want. That's why I'm not, I'm never going to change. I'm not going to take a sixties guild and mess around with it. I'm just going to like. I mean, no, I'm talking about like, not exactly the golden era of Gibson, Gibson guitar. Yeah. You're really selling me on it. You know, I love that guitar for a lot of years and uh, I took it out a while back. I'm like, it, after I set up, this will be a really nice guitar again, but I'm just, it's just not where my heart is right yeah. now. Yeah, I know. I and know. I just, I just, and you know, I just want to, like the thing I tell my husband is like, yeah, I have a lot of guitars, but I play them all. And when I stop playing them, I tend, that's when I'm like, I, I gotta get this. Yeah. Like pedal, like pedals I can hoard. Guitars that like laying around the house like cats, maybe not so much. Maybe not so great in a in a little itty bitty townhouse that I could afford in Seattle, which is a notoriously expensive city to live. Oh yeah, the Seattle's very it's it's very yeah yeah. Are you going on tour anytime soon? Uh, not really going on tour. I'm uh, like doing stuff with Kathleen this summer. We're going to the WXPN festival. And that's um, Kathleen Edwards for people who don't know first names. Yeah. And then I'm working on songs with her here. We've been working mm -hmm. on some new songs and then Exciting. doing some overdubs on stuff she did in Nashville. She made a bunch of songs with um, 
Infachuk, who did the Casey Musgraves record, who won all those awards. Oh, yeah. I'm I, her agent was uh, someone that I love very much, Lenore Kinder. Okay. Yes, she's a great, great lady, Casey's agent, and also Casey Musgraves, I assume, and also this producer, I assume. Uh, yeah, they're 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 all very nice people. Um, yeah. Uh, well, they can be. They can all be. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know if they actually people are complicated. Are. I don't even know if they are. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. they they're such they're such nice people. I'm like, I don't even know. I don't know him. Buddy isn't. Buddy isn't as nice as you think. <laughs> not as nice as you think. You know, he just. When he, when he gets the bottle, man, he just is a little uh, he's a little rude. I'm not gonna lie, he's a little uh, a little he's he's uh, in rare form when he's uh, hit the bottle a little hard. Just too many old Milwaukee's. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, uh, no, I was Lenora's intern for a while. That's why I love her. Oh. Um, no, uh, Kathleen's great. I like her music a lot. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. I'm excited. Uh, I remember my my college roommate and I bonded a lot over our love of Americana and listened to Williams and, and Kathleen Edwards and and those kinds of folks. So oh, yeah, well, we I'm sure yeah. we if she makes the music, I think she's gonna make. She's gonna um. We'll come. We will. We she she would come back to Seattle. Maybe I would be with her. I'm, I'm more interested yeah. in recording than I am in touring right now. So, but I, 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 think that. That, uh, I think that I'd probably come on like the basic stuff anyway. I like being home more. Yeah, I, I get that. That's one of the reasons I didn't really pursue music is that didn't seem like fun. Ultimately. Yeah. I just like my bed and my cat. Oh yeah, yeah. Those kinds of things. I really have a lot of respect for people who tour. I like to drag people out to shows all the time because I know how it is and can be, and how great it can be. I'm sure. Yeah, but I love my. I, you know, they. It's like comedians have to saying local jokes get local work, and all I want is local work. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I just like being home. It's a nice way to do mm-hmm. it. Speak- and you have a, you have a nice little family. I know I have a nice little family. And speaking of home, I actually have to go in because now mm-hmm. it's like eleven o'clock, and I have to. My wife and I are doing like these talks every night. We like we we just okay. talk to each other every night, and we just have this like Aww. end of the night kind of connection thing because we're like reconnecting and Aww. doing all that stuff. So really nice. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna go do that with my with my husband, and then I'm gonna have him drive me to a show. But hey, uh, this everyone listening, this has been the Get Offset podcast. Thank you so much for for being here. Oh my Jen. gosh, I talk uh, so much. I'm so sorry. It's great. It's this will edit down really well. Uh, so for everyone listening, thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Again, I am Emily. I'm Jim. She's Emily. Good night. They're Emily. Good night. I'm Jim. We're all Emily. We're all Jim. It's everybody's guy. There we go. Uh, <laughs> good night. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.